How's everybody doing this morning? Yeah, it didn't sound very convincing. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Die Bocke het gewen. Yeah. <laughs> so who here is feeling a little tired? And I'm not talking about the kind of tired that you feel after not having a good night's rest, you know, when you had a restless sleep, or you were out late partying, you know, celebrating the bokka, and then you had to wake up early to be at church. I'm not talking about that kind of tired, not, not the sleepy kind of tired. I'm talking about that overall general tiredness that you sense at the end of the year, where you're feeling exhausted. You know, you're feeling like, okay, the year can end now, it's time for it to be done. I want it to be over. I want exams to be over. I'm so over it. I want school to be over. I want work to just end so that I can take a break. I'm talking about that kind of tired, right? Where we just want the year to end because we're ready for a break. We're ready for a holiday. We want to rest after a busy year. That kind of tired. Now, I know I'm feeling that way. I've noticed a significant drop in my levels of motivation of wanting to work, to do things, struggling to maintain focus, and struggling to just do what I have to do. And this is a major contrast to the way I started the year. In the beginning of the year, I was excited, I was energetic, I was ready to get things done, I hit the ground running, and I was ready for what the year had in store. Now, I'm dragging my feet, and having to pull every ounce of motivation that I can find and energy to just do what I have to do. Can anyone relate to this? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm speaking to the right people this morning. Okay. It's called end of year fatigue. End of the year fatigue. Did you know that's a real thing? That's the term, end of the year fatigue. We get so caught up throughout the year with the work and with life that by the end of the year, our battery is practically drained. We come to November, December, and it's a struggle. We're feeling less energetic, less satisfied, we're irritable, we're having this lack of concentration, we're just more tired no matter how much we sleep, and we feel like we're just going through the motions. We even start to feel a general unhappiness, end of the year fatigue. So this morning I wanna talk about this. I want to address this issue because as we grow weary towards the end of the year, we find ourselves exhausted and sometimes even burnt out. And I have a problem with this and I wanna address it because I don't think that's how God wants us to live. To go until you can't anymore, that then you're forced to take a break and then you just jump back into it and you just do this whole thing over and over again, the cycle. Work, 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 rest. Work, 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 work. Until you're just... I don't know, you work yourself into the ground. And I don't think that we should be nearing the end of the year feeling so tired. Should we really be working ourselves into the ground and think that we're pleasing God with that kind of lifestyle? Do you think that's what God wants for us? And I know this because the word says so. So we're gonna turn to the scripture this morning. We're looking at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. And by the end of this message, you're either gonna be so sick of this verse, this passage of scripture, or you're gonna get it. My hope is that you're gonna walk out of here getting it. 
It's important. So Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We are all working towards something. All of us here labor. We all have a calling. We have been created uniquely for a purpose, and we are to live out that purpose. Now, I'm not just telling you that you have a purpose to make you feel good. I'm telling you because that's what God says. Right? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he has a purpose, he has a calling for your life that he wants you to live in and you have to live it out. The problem is that we so often get so caught up in our purpose that we forget the one who gave it to us. You know, we live our lives, oh God gave me this calling, I have to do it. Let me get so busy with it. And we get so focused on our calling, so focused on fulfilling our purpose that we end up putting God to the side. It's like, okay, thank you, Lord, for this purpose. Now I'm gonna go do it. You stay there and I'm gonna go do it. We forget the one who gave it to us. We work and we work and we work and we work. And then one day we reach our limit where we're so tired, so frustrated, so finished that we've just had enough. We don't have motivation and we feel like giving up. We get to this point where we know it's our purpose, we know it's what we have to do, it's our calling, but we just can't do it anymore. We don't have the energy for it, we're just done. I know I've had this conversation too many times that I, you know, I don't want to admit that, but I've had it too many times. Those closest to me can witness to how I've just broken down and, and I've said, you know what, I, I don't wanna do this anymore. I can't, I'm done. Moments where I have argued with God and said, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I don't want it. I'm tired. I'm over it. I'm finished. Take it away. I know that it's my calling. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm okay in doing it when I'm feeling energetic, when I'm feeling rested, when I'm feeling strong. That's when I thrive. I give my best. But then when I'm tired and feeling so weak, I struggle to find that motivation and I just wanna give up. My passion and determination suffer when I am tired, when I am fatigued, and I know when I'm not functioning 100%. I know when I'm not giving my best. I know when I am just going on like the bare minimum, when I am not giving God my best, and that is not how I want to live out my calling, and I don't think that's God's desire either. He doesn't call us to fulfill our purpose and then is pleased when we work so hard that we burn out. Can you imagine? We're feeling so tired, we're burnt out, we're tired, we're exhausted, we're at the end of our energy levels and there's God standing, oh, my child, look at that. You've worked so hard that you're so tired, you can't even get up, you can't even find the motivation to do it. I am so pleased with you. What parent says that to their child? If you see your kid is working too hard at school and they're working themselves to the ground where they're burning out almost, you as a parent get worried. You don't encourage that kind of behavior. So why do we think God is okay when we do it? God doesn't want us to work ourselves into the ground. 
He wants us to live in our calling, to fulfill our purpose in a sustainable way, in a way that honors Him and reflects His goodness. Fatigue, exhaustion, burnout, these things don't honor Him. So we need to realize is that God doesn't just care about our spiritual well-being, but He cares about our physical, our mental, and emotional well-being as well. He wants to take care of all of these areas in our lives, and He wants us to take care of those areas too. So what are we doing wrong? Why are we experiencing this kind of fatigue? Here's what I think is the issue. When God calls us to do something, when He tells us what He wants us to do, when we accept our calling, we jump straight into it, and we start trying to figure out how we are gonna do it. How are we going to accomplish it? Rather than relying on His strength and guidance and ability, we rely on ourselves rather than Him. The quickest way to ruin yourself, the quickest way to burn out, is to do it your way, in your own strength in your own ability. So that's my title this morning. Your way, not mine. And the inspiration for this this message, the the whole thing, came from a word that the Lord gave to me in January. And you're gonna see why this is probably ironic. But earlier this year, I was on holiday and I was at the beach and I love the beach. I love going for walks on the beach. So this one day we're walking on this beach and it. It wasn't flat, it wasn't like a flat piece of beach, it was kind of inclined. And I don't mean inclined like walking uphill, I mean it was skew, so when you step and it was soft sand. So you step and your foot sinks in and it's weird and it's awkward and it just requires a little bit more effort to walk. So I'm walking on this beach and I love walking on beaches and I'm getting tired and annoyed. I'm not enjoying it so much anymore, I'm walking and it's just taking effort and it's harder than it should be and I'm getting tired and irritated. I was walking behind my brother So I get this brilliant idea. I'm gonna walk in his footsteps. He's made the way, he's done the work, and I'm gonna reap the benefit of that. So I start walking in his footsteps. The ground is already pressed, you know, it's comfortable. It's not as much effort for me anymore. So I'm walking, I'm enjoying myself like, yeah, this this is better, this is more like it. Now God has this funny way of talking to me when I'm not really looking for anything. I'm not listening out for anything specific. I'm minding my own business, doing my own thing. And it might be during random times and the Lord is like, okay, now's the time to drop the bomb. So I'm busy walking, I'm enjoying myself and the Lord says to me, why don't you do it my way? What? I am, I'm doing what you asked me to do. I'm living in your will for my life. I am doing what you have called me to do. What do you mean do it your way? says, you're you're living in my will, but you're doing it your way. You're following my will, but you're doing it in your strength. You're trying to make your own way, but if you follow in my steps, if you walk the path that I am making, that I am making for you, it will not tire you as much. Now understand, at this point, I was already feeling tired from last year. That was my getaway to recover from last year. I was tired, I had worked myself into the ground. I wasn't feeling motivated to do His will for my life. And He said, if you do it my way, 
you won't be as tired because you're not depending on your way and your strength, you're depending on mine. He's going before us, he's making the way for us, he wants to help us, but we get stubborn and we wanna do it our own way. So how often are we trying to do God's will in our own strength, in our own abilities, our own way? God has a way. He is our strength and he wants us to work with him, not go off on our mission trying to fulfill the work he has for us. As I was preparing for this message, I came across this quote from John Vernon McGee that says, this is God's universe. He does things his way. You may have a better way, and this is my addition or so you think, you may have a better way, but you don't have a universe. (laughs) When you have a universe, you can do it your way. Until then, this is God's universe. We're gonna do it his way. He has a way and he wants us to walk in it. He doesn't want us to go on our own mission. He wants us to walk in his way. So please understand, living in his will and doing what he wants for our lives, it is going to be difficult at times. There will be challenging moments, times that do tire us. It's not always going to be easy. But what he was trying to tell me on that beach was that if we follow his way, he will make it easier. It will be manageable. It will be bearable. We won't have to burn out. We won't have to get frustrated at our weaknesses or shortcomings. He's made provision for that already. He knows. So he's providing for that. And I feel that this is significant to share in this season during this time of year because this is when we feel less motivated. This is when the energy decreases, when we begin to feel tired and weary. Some people may have burnt out and we're just ready for things to slow down so we can enter into rest. But should it be like that? Should we struggle so much at the end of the year to find a little motivation to keep going? To find the energy to just do what we have to do? To find the strength to do what God is asking us to do? Now, in all honesty, I kind of struggled when I was preparing this. I kind of struggled to get my thoughts around this idea, to kind of put it together into something that makes sense because I was struggling to focus. Because mentally I was just tired, I just couldn't find the right way to package it. Feeling less motivated to do it. Because I'm still relying on my own abilities. I'm still relying on my own strength and my own way. See, I'm still learning to do this. Your way, God, not mine. And I said it's ironic because the Lord told me this in January. It's November and I'm still struggling with it. See, it's a process, it doesn't happen overnight. The Lord's like, okay, do it my way. Yes, Lord, immediately jump into it. Doesn't work that way. It requires work from our side to put our selfishness aside, to put our thinking of I know better, put that aside. It takes time for us to get used to living His way and not our own because we like to be in control. Living in His way means giving up control. Who likes to do that? So he told me this in January, it's November, I'm still struggling. I I might do it for a while and I'm doing okay. And then I slip up and I go back to my own strength, my own abilities, my way. 
See, God created me for something. God created you for something. He has called us to do something special, something unique to us, to you. But he doesn't want us to work ourselves to the ground where we can't do it. I know the Lord doesn't want me to work myself to the point where I can't anymore because what good can I do if I am done? What good can you do if you are done? If you're feeling finished? See, but he wants to renew us. He wants to give us strength. He wants to enable us to do what is necessary. So in him, I am renewed. I am re-energized. I am strengthened to keep going. In him is where you are gonna find your strength and be renewed every day to enable you to keep going. We cannot fulfill our purpose if we are fatigued. So God wants more for us. He wants us to live a life that is full. He wants us to experience the fullness of life, the abundance of life. And working ourselves to the end of ourselves is not fullness. It's not good and it's not pleasing to him. So how are we supposed to do it then? How do we live with endurance? How do we live out our calling and fulfill our purpose and thrive while doing so? Back to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 30 to 30. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is such a powerful scripture. So I want us to look at two other translations of it because I want the depth of this scripture to sink in. I want you to get it. I want you to understand what is being said here. So we're gonna look at the message version. And it says, are you tired? Are you? Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The Passion Translation says it like this. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. I think looking at the different translations just kind of helps us to understand the bigger picture. He is our source of rest, he is our oasis. He will refresh our lives. He is gentle. His will is pleasant. He doesn't want us to be burdened, to be weighed down, to be worn out, tired, and weary. That is not his will for us. And I just love how the message version puts it. I think it paints this beautiful picture. So that's the version we're gonna refer to now. So we're gonna look at it again, and I'm gonna break it down. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. 
Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. Unforced rhythms. So what is a rhythm? It's a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement. It's the aspect of music comprising all the elements that relate to forward movement. Forward movement. I think that's a good way to, to picture it. Now, often when we hear rhythm, the first thing that comes to mind is music, right? Or is that just me? When we hear rhythm, we think music. And I think this is a great way to help us understand what rhythm is and what we mean by rhythms of grace. We saw it in the songs this morning. Music has rhythm. It builds up. It comes back down. It's fast. It's slow. It has moments of gentleness, moments where it pauses, where it softens. Music breathes. And music takes you somewhere. All those ups and downs, the builds, the bringing down, it takes you somewhere. Those fluctuations work together and they relate to forward movement. So we need to learn his unforced rhythms of grace. We need rhythms in our lives. We need to breathe. If all we're doing is building up, I mean, okay, in music, I think the drummer works the hardest. If you were to build up an entire song, how would you feel at the end of it, JD? Finished. But there's building up where he works extra hard and it comes back down and he can relax a little bit. And then he builds it up again and brings it back down. So if we are living our lives where we are building up all the time, you're going to get tired and you're gonna be finished. So we need the moments of building up, we need the moments where it comes down, that moment of intensity, that moment of gentleness. All the ups and downs allow for rest and work to flow together and this allows for sustainable forward movement. Our hearts have a, heart, have a rhythm, right? Your heartbeat has a rhythm. Right now, your heart is beating at its resting rate. If I was to ask you to get up now and walk around the building, your heart rate is gonna start increasing a little bit because now you're being active. You sit down, it's gonna go back to your resting heart rate. If you were to get up and start running around and exerting yourself, it's gonna increase even more than what it was when you were just walking. And if you push yourself really hard, you will get your heart rate to its peak. It's slow, speeds up, comes back down. Your heart rate has a rhythm. Now, it is not good if your heart rate is at its peak all the time, is it? And it's not good if it's too low all the time either, is it? We need those fluctuations. Rhythm sustains us. So our lives, living out our purpose, working requires a rhythm for sustainability. So how do we find our rhythm? How do we live in the unforced rhythms of grace? Are you tired, worn out, 
burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Here's what I want you to understand. If God called us, he will show us. If God called you to do something, he will show you how to do it, and he will sustain you through it. Do it God's way, not yours. See, our way leads to frustration, to complications, to tiredness, but his way enables us, strengthens us, equips us, and restores us. You want to reach the end of the year and still have strength and motivation to keep going? Do it his way, not your way, not the world's way, his way. So what is his way? I'm gonna point out three things from this passage of scripture. You can see them as three steps towards living out your purpose his way in a way that is sustainable, in a way that can carry you so that by the end of next year, you're not feeling so tired if you're doing it his way. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. The first step, go to him. He's saying, come to me. So we have to go to him. We go to him and we find rest in his presence. We are renewed and refreshed and restored in his presence. We become unburdened in his presence. You find your purpose in his presence. You find strength and motivation. Be in a relationship with him every day, not just when you're tired. This is the first step, just go to him. But we struggle with this because we're so busy working for him that we think it's enough. We think that counts as being with him. If I'm working for him, then I'm living out my purpose. That's good enough, isn't it? I'm living out my purpose. Are you really though? See, if you're just so busy working for him, you're stuck in the Martha syndrome. You have Martha syndrome. Martha syndrome, what is that? Mary and Martha, the two sisters, and Jesus went to their house. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, it says, now it happened as they went, that, okay, now as they, meaning Jesus and the disciples, they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Therefore tell her to come help me. And Jesus answered her, I can just see him there shaking his, Martha, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Martha was caught up working for Jesus. Mary went to him. And he says, Mary chose what was good. 
Now understand, the working part is necessary. The serving part is necessary. You need to do that. You can't just sit all day and do nothing. You have to work. But when last did you go to him and just sit in his presence, spend time with him, read the word, pray, worship him? And I'm not talking about Sundays. This right now is not enough. If this is all you're getting, you're not gonna be able to carry on. This is just a portion of it. You have to go home and throughout the week you go to him and you sit in his presence and you just enjoy. You recharge in his presence, you just spend time with him. When last have you done that? Like truly done that, where you disconnect, you're not focused on, oh I need to cook dinner, I need to feed the dog, make sure the kids have done their homework. But where you're focused on him, and just in his presence, Will you allow his peace to just overcome you? His rest to restore you? Finding your strength and your courage and your ability in his presence. Don't get caught up in the works that you forget to spend time with him. Come bedtime, oh, I didn't have time, I didn't make time to spend with the Lord, tomorrow's another day, but everything just keeps going. You need to make the time to go to him. Don't be in such a rush. Don't get so caught up in the chaos and busyness of life that you don't just take some time to be still, to go to him. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Goes on to say, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Step number two, walk with him. When we try to do it our way and make our own path and find our own direction, we will fail, we will stumble, and we are going to make it more difficult for ourselves. But when we walk with him, we then follow his ways and his direction and his path. We shouldn't just go to him now and then when we feel like it, we go to him because we always need it. And then when we are with him, we walk with him. When we walk with him, it means that we're spending time with him and as a result, we're learning his ways. We're learning how he wants us to do it. If you walk with someone long enough, you begin to learn their pace. You learn how they walk. Right, everybody has their way of walking. So if you spend enough time with someone, if you're walking with someone long enough, you learn their way of walking. You might adjust your pace to keep up with them or them with you, but the point is you're keeping up with someone and you're learning their way of walking. If you walk long enough with the Lord, you're gonna learn his way. If you don't know his way, maybe you're not walking long enough with him. Maybe you're not spending enough time with him. Ouch. So when we walk with him, we learn his ways, his rhythms, and we will find the endurance to keep going because now we're doing it his way and not ours. Isaiah chapter 55 verse eight to nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Our ways and his ways are different. We might think that our way is better, but I can guarantee you 
His way is far superior. His way is the better way. We may not always understand His ways, but that isn't an excuse not to follow them. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and light. Step number three, stay with him. See, we can go to him when we feel tired and then as soon as we feel recharged, we go do our own thing. We can go to him and we can walk with him and then somewhere along the way, we just decide, okay, I'm gonna go this way. And we just kind of leave him behind. If we want to live in a sustainable way, if we wanna do what he's calling us to do in a way that honors him, and that enables us to keep going throughout the year, we have to go to him, we have to walk with him, and stay with him every day. We have to live like this constantly, and we will find sustainability. We will have the endurance to go the distance. Means we're walking with him every second of every day. When we feel lost, we can then just turn to him and he's right there. So the thing is, God isn't the one who moves away. We are the ones who move away. He's always there. So life becomes easier and our burdens become lighter and living out our calling and fulfilling our purpose becomes easier because he is right there with us, bearing it with us, showing us the way and enabling us to do it because we are with him. I'm emphasizing the easier part because I don't want us to get into this wrong mindset that because we have God in our lives, life is gonna be easy. It's gonna be rainbows and unicorns and sparkles and fairies and everything's gonna be happy. I'm never gonna be sad. That's not how it is. Life is messy, but God wants to be there with you in the mess. He will help you through the mess. He will make it easier to bear, to get through. It becomes easier to handle because he is right there with us. We have a hope, we have a source of strength, we have a peace that surpasses all understanding. We have access to the one who gives life. In him, we are sustained, always, but only if we remain with him. We looked at this verse last week, Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Last week we spoke about living with courage. Do you think that living a courageous life is possible in your strength? Eventually, if you're doing it in your own strength, you're gonna become so tired that fear is gonna overcome you and the courage is gonna go out the door. But God says, I am with you wherever you go. He is always there. See, if we don't choose a different path, if we just choose to stay with him and walk with him constantly, then he will be with us and he will enable us to do this, to live courageously. We will be able to do things that we did not know was possible because we're relying on him and his strength. See, you might see something and think, I I can't do that. Not in my strength, I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. 
Why don't you choose that person? They have the skill. They're better than me. They're stronger than me. They're braver than me. Ask them to do it. The Lord's like, no, I want you to do it. And I'm going to do it through you. I'm going to be right there. So you're going to end up doing things that you did not know was possible if you live with him. If you have him at your side because he will enable you. We will be able to keep going because we're following his rhythms. Those are the three steps. Go to him, walk with him, stay with him. Go to him, walk with him, stay with him. I came across this little article and a doctor in Australia was talking about endia fatigue. And he says, it could be argued quite strongly that one annual break or one vacation a year is insufficient. See, he gave the advice that breaking down holidays up into short, more frequent breaks rather than just one big one at the end or beginning of the year or in the middle would be so much more practical in avoiding endia fatigue. He said he had been having a week off every three or four months for many years, and as a result, he was much healthier, he was a much more relaxed person, and he was a better doctor because of it. His name is Dr. Stevenson, and he said, workers who let their leave accrue and didn't take holidays could be damaging their health. Prevention is better than cure. So to return to 11 months of constant grind is not something that you're going to look forward to. So he said, regular exercise is a wonderful stress release and distraction to the pressures of work. So if you have a hobby or a pastime or a sport, don't let that go. Keep doing that because that's a way of rest. He said that it was admirable, admirable to have committed work ethic, but we are not so committed to our health as we should be. So he's saying one break, one big break a year is not enough. Spread it out throughout the year. What does it sound like he's suggesting? What does that sound like to you? Rhythm. It's rhythm. You don't rest because you absolutely have to. You rest before that so that you have endurance to keep going. You pace yourself. You find rhythm. The very thing God wants for us, how he wants us to live, rhythm. Not to work yourself to exhaustion within the first few months of the year, but to work and rest, work and rest. And by the end of the year, you still feel strong and motivated. That is his way. That's how he wants us to live. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go away on holiday, but understand the concept. Don't just work, 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 work until your body can't anymore. Live in rhythm. Work and rest. Work and rest. And those together are going to flow with each other and they're going to carry you forward. Are you tired and worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. We sang this morning, God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. 
give me wisdom, you know just what to do. He is where our help, our strength, our rest comes from. He knows what to do and he will give us the wisdom to know what to do. We need to have faith in what he says, in what he's doing and trust that it is what is best for us. He is our way maker, our promise keeper, our light in the darkness. He is our strength and our shield and our rock and he wants us to live in abundance. This is only possible if we go to him, if we walk with him and if we stay with him. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end of another year feeling tired and unmotivated, dragging my feet, feeling burdened and weary. I don't wanna cry out anymore that I am done. I don't wanna ask him to take this away from him. I don't wanna ask him to just let it end. I wanna go do something else now, I'm tired. Rather, I want to live in the rhythms of his grace. I want to run with endurance and carry on working with him. What about you? Unforced rhythms of grace. Go to him, walk with him, stay with him. If you feel you need an extra portion of strength, an extra portion of motivation, if you need to find rest in him this morning, I want you to stand up as we close in prayer. And we're just gonna trust him to enable us to continue going. That although we are feeling a bit tired now at the end of the year, that we will learn to trust in him, that we will learn to say, God, your way, not mine. That he will give us the strength to give up our selfishness, our control, and that we will trust that his way is better. Amen. So Lord, we just wanna thank you. We wanna thank you that you know what is best for us that you are our strength, that you are our rest. Father, we thank you that each and every one of us here this morning have a purpose, that you have created us uniquely, that there is something that you want us to do, that only we can do. And Father, I pray that we will trust in you, that we will do it your way and not our own. May we not think that we know better. May we just trust in you. May we look to you all the time, looking for your way, waiting on you to guide us. So Father, if we're tired and weary, may we just come to you and find rest, real rest. May we learn to live in your unforced rhythms of grace. That we won't let ourselves get to the point that we are exhausted and burnt out, but that we are living in a way that honors you that we are living out our calling, fulfilling our purpose the way that you want us to, a way that pleases you, the way that you have designed us to do it. So Father, may we go to you and walk with you and just stay with you, learning your ways, watching how you do it, following your guidance and your steps. You are our strength, you are our hope. You're our peace. So Father, I just pray for a fresh outpouring of your restoration. If we are feeling tired, Lord, may you renew us, strengthen us. Give us the strength to finish this year well. 
the motivation to keep going. Enable us, Lord. So we just receive your peace, receive your rest. It will be refreshed in your presence. And now, Lord, I pray that you'll take us home safely, that you'll give us a great week, Lord, that you're gonna be with us every step of the way, that you're gonna help us in everything that we have to do, whether it's exams or work, whatever it is, Lord, that you will help us to do it and to do it well, to do it to the best of our abilities and in a way that honors you. So may you bless us and keep us, Lord. Be with us every step of the way. And bring us back next week filled with energy that we'll walk in here already full so that we can just be overflowing with your love and your strength and your presence. So we just want to thank you, Lord. We give you all honor and praise this morning. And we thank you that you never leave us and you never forsake us. You are our rest. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.